Fort Worth. Network. Welcome to Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio, keeping you connected to your faith and your world. Teresa tackles the issues of faith and culture, the pro-life message, and media awareness. And now, here's Teresa Tamio. Do hope you're having a beautiful Friday morning so far. It's Friday, October 14th on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Coming up today, after the break, of course, always enjoy checking in with Doug Keck. He is our Chief Operating Officer and President of the Network. And if you're a new listener, thanks for listening. We appreciate it. Every Friday he joins us to tell us what's coming up so you can jot it down, uh, put it on your phone so you don't miss anything. And, of course, if you are driving and can't remember what was said or want to catch something, just go to EWTN.com because all the programs that Doug speaks of each week are always logged and posted on the website of our network, EWTN.com. And plus, if you want to go back and listen again, that's always a possibility as well. Well, not just a possibility, it's doable because my wonderful producer, Andrew, does archive the program each day and usually have the archives up by no later than midday, 12 o'clock Eastern time. So just to keep that in mind. At the bottom of the hour, we're going to do Fact Check Friday. So where are the media on this this scandal that's breaking with Homeland Security and the head of Homeland Security, Alejandro Mayorkas? If you recall last year when the story broke uh, where the border agents who were on horseback tried to control the crowds that were coming across, and in this particular time they were dealing with the migrants coming uh, in through, obviously, Central America from Haiti, and a photographer was there and he captured some pictures and because they had reins, some people jumped to the very false conclusion that the guards who were on horseback, the border guards, were whipping the migrants. Now, the photographer made it very clear that that was not true. He didn't see any whipping going on. And as a matter of fact, what's so shocking now, I guess it's not shocking when you consider all the other scandals out there and, and the lack of media follow-up, what happened was... Mayorkas, before he stood next to Joe Biden at a press conference denouncing these false allegations or denouncing what they thought happened or wanted to think happened, he had a memo from one of his top officials in Homeland Security saying, whoa, we wait a minute, we talked to the photographer, that is not the case. We, we, we have the information, what was earlier assumed is incorrect. And he had this several hours before the press conference. It's not like he was handed to it as he was walking in the door to stand next to the president and say, okay, I'll deal with this later because I don't have time to look at it right now. And then there was no correction or no apology until the investigation found months later that, again, that was not the case. And yet another false narrative that was put out by the left and quickly debunked debunked after investigations Buried by the media, by the way, when the original debunking came out and saying that the whole thing was false, the whole narrative was false. That was buried in like page 10A, and I'll talk about that in Fact Check Friday. And now we find out that this email has come out after a FOIA by a Freedom of Information Act request by the Heritage Foundation. And if you do a search on this story, most of the discussion comes from, as you might have guessed, conservative outlets. 
It's just, it's just terrible, absolutely terrible. That you can stand there in front of the United States of America, next to the President of the United States, and claim that something happened when the exact opposite actually occurred. And you had proof of it hours before. And yet the media are seemingly, once again, okay with the narrative because they buy into it and they want to push that narrative as well. This is why we need to, as Archbishop Chaput says, know how the media work or else they're going to work on us. So we'll talk about that in Fact Check Friday. And another story about uh, the gubernatorial candidate in Arizona, Carrie Lake, if we have time. I don't know if we'll have time for that, but the way the media are handling her candidacy versus her rival, it's just, I mean, if she were, as a pro-life woman, as a Christian, as a conservative candidate for governor in Arizona, if she were claiming what her Democratic opponent is claiming, she'd be done. She'd be out of there. There'd be no chance that she could even continue with the race. But the media are covering, for the most part, for this leftist candidate before because of where she stands, especially on the abortion issue. So I, I don't know if we'll have time to talk about that, but it's another case of just the media not following the facts, but putting out a narrative that they want you to believe. All right, so Fact Check Friday. And speaking of facts, we're trying desperately to get the facts out regarding these proposals across the country. There are three states, three states that really are looking at, if you can believe it, even more extreme measures in California. I was just talking to Father Frank Pavone from Priests for Life. And apparently the pro-lifers in California have a great slogan regarding their proposition. Too extreme even for California. And it's, it's doing very well. We have a Prop 3 in Michigan. We're going to talk to Right to Life in Michigan about that. And there's also a measure on the books in Vermont. So these are three key states. Obviously, we're talking a lot about Michigan because Michigan is much more pro-life than California, at least it is now, and Vermont. We have many, many good protective laws on the books that Right to Life in Michigan and other pro-life groups along with the churches, both Catholic and Protestant in the state, that have worked so hard decade after decade to protect, first to get implemented, and then to protect. And that could all go away, not only in Michigan, but this is going to have huge ramifications for the rest of the country. But when you go to pray, pray for Michigan, California, and Vermont, and pray, of course, for an end to abortion around the country and around the world. All right, weather-wise, really nothing major, not a big deal. We are going to see some cooler temperatures on the East Coast, and you still have some uh, fire weather, possibly, and some high winds and dry conditions along the plains. So that's about it. ton of news to get through, so let's get started. It's a Friday morning, October 14th, 2022, on EWTN. can check out this story on catholicnewsagency.com and the register and all of our news sources. A 2023 theme for the upcoming March for Life was announced yesterday in preparation for the first march after the historic overturning of Roe v. Wade. The theme, which will take place of the march on January 20th, 2023, is Next Steps, Marching in a Post-Roe America. And it seeks to orient the national pro-life movement as it moves to dismantle abortion across all 50 states. Jeannie Mancini, March for Life president, saying in an opening remark at an event to announce a theme that she truly believes a testimony of marching every year was critical in changing the hearts and minds of Americans and leading to the reversal of what many deem to be, quote-unquote, settled in law. 
Another story we're following for you on our different news outlets. Recent raids on pro-life families with young children have left attorneys and lawmakers questioning the Biden administration's legal tactics. Peter Breen, who's a vice president and senior counsel at the Thomas More Society, told the Register these incidents point to a weaponized Department of Justice that is seeking to intimidate pro-life people and people of faith in this country, and they should outrage every American no matter where they stand on abortion. Two pro-life fathers recently arrested at their homes by FBI agents with guns drawn in front of their wives and children. One had an alleged minor altercation last year with an abortion facility escort, a case which involved the charges eventually being dropped. The other father allegedly assisted a group of pro-lifers praying and singing hymns outside an abortion business more than a year ago. Both men facing charges under the FACE Act, the Freedom of Access to Clinic Entrance, something that was passed all the way back in 1994, and it's a law prohibiting, by force, the law says, by threat or physical obstruction, attempts to injure, intimidate, or interfere with any person because that person is obtaining or providing reproductive health services. It also prohibits force and threats against places of worship. In other news this morning, Mark Mayfield tells us five people were killed in Raleigh, North Carolina, including an off-duty police officer following a series of shootings. Raleigh police have taken the suspect into custody, according to their Twitter page. Cops search door-to-door in a neighborhood before containing the suspect, who was then taken to a nearby hospital. It's unknown the extent of the injuries of the suspect, if any. A local hospital received four people injured in relation to the shooting, with a Raleigh police canine officer suffering non-life-threatening injuries. Parkland, Florida, school shooter Nicholas Cruz will not face the ultimate sentence for killing 17 people at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School, Valentine's Day, 2018. Adjudicated of 17 counts of murder in the first degree, the jury having returned a verdict of life imprisonment without the possibility of parole. Prosecutors objecting to the judge immediately issuing the life sentence, Judge Elizabeth Shearer agreeing to hold another hearing on November 1st. Meanwhile, the governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis, not happy with the life sentence handed down to the, the shooter in the Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School incident. Uh, I think that uh, if you have a death penalty at all, uh, that that is a case where you're massacring those students with premeditation uh, and utter disregard for basic humanity, that you deserve the death penalty. DeSantis saying he's disappointed in that decision and also disappointed with how long it took for the case to be tried. Scott Pringle tells us it appears the two officers killed in Connecticut on Wednesday were actually ambushed. Sources tell NBC Connecticut there was a fake 911 call from a Bristol home reporting a disturbance Wednesday and that the suspect was waiting for police with a gun. Sergeant Dustin DeMonte and Officer Alex Hamsey were shot and killed and the third officer is recovering from a bullet wound. Bristol Police Chief Brian Gould. They answered a call to duty and they responded without hesitation. And that's what they did every night before that. The suspect was found dead, but it's unclear if officers killed him or he took his own life. The two leading U.S. Senate candidates in Georgia gearing up for a debate Friday. Democratic Senator Raphael Warnack and Republican former football star Herschel Walker facing off in Savannah. The race is the key swing state and could prove to have a major impact on which party controls the U.S. Senate. Brian Shook tells us parts of a teenager who died from fentanyl, parents of a teenager who died from fentanyl are suing Snapchat over his death. 
14-year-old Alexander Neville found a dealer on the social media app who would provide him with a pill unknowingly laced with fentanyl. His parents, Amy and Aaron Neville, say Snapchat facilitates the overwhelming majority of lethal fentanyl sales by failing to remove dangerous accounts from their app and that Snapchat is designed to attract children and illicit activity. The company says it's working on banning drug dealer accounts and blocking search results involving drug keywords. Texas Border Protection agents are finding a shocking holiday surprise, meanwhile, in Texas this week. On Wednesday, agents revealing they found $420,000 worth of methamphetamine stuffed inside pumpkins heading into the state. Over 100 condoms stuffed inside the pumpkins, holding a total of 44 pounds of meth. The officer seizing the drugs and turning the driver over to the sheriff's office for further investigation. And Matt Madison tells us new details are coming to light on the controversy surrounding leaked audio from the Democratic members of the L.A. City Council. The Los Angeles Times reports it's not known exactly who made the recording of a conversation last year, which included council members Nuri Martinez, Gil Cedijo, and Kevin DeLeon. But it was noted that the recording was actually posted on Reddit last month. The post was eventually removed by the social site after a moderator said it contained unsourced claims. However, earlier this month, it was shared on Twitter, and that's when it got attention. Martinez resigned Wednesday after the recording revealed her making racist remarks. Average ACT college admission test scores are in decline for the fifth straight year. Their average score is just below 20 points out of 36, a first time below 20 since 1991. ACT Research, which administers a college admissions exam, said 22% of students meeting all four college readiness benchmarks in English, reading, math, and science. Tom Costello tells us inflation is showing no signs of slowing down with prices up 8.2% from a year ago, and September's price increase hitting Americans across a broad range of essentials. Food up 11.2% year over year. Rent up 7.2%, the largest increase since 1982. And health insurance costs up 28%. That's the biggest increase on record. Meanwhile, one mom says she and her family are just trying to get by as those skyrocketing costs are, quite simply, she says, closing in. We are scrimping and scraping by. Instead of one grocery store, now I shop three every week. Um, just trying to look for what's on sale and what do we need for the week. And again, the increase comes despite the Fed hiking interest rates last month in an effort to slow inflation. And finally, in our new segment at 14 minutes past the hour on a Friday morning edition of Catholic Connection, even the great pumpkin is going to cost you more this year. Pumpkin prices reaching scary new heights as Halloween creeps closer. General Manager Jacob Gobert of Gobert's Farm, which is outside of Chicago, says, well, the price increases began with the seeds themselves. I would say that the biggest issues raising the prices right now are more things that we can't control, such as fertilizer pricing, uh, seed costs, labor expenses. And by the way, pumpkins up 10%, but inflation has not stopped at the pumpkin patch. Candy, turkey, eggs, and butter all up at least not 5, not 10, not 15, but 20%. 15 minutes past the hour. It's a Friday morning. Always great catching up with Doug Keck from EWTN. And the inside word, he's our president and chief operating officer and gives up the scoop so you can mark it down so you don't miss a thing. You don't want to miss any of our great programming. We'll be right back.
Steve Ray here with a Holy Land pilgrimage update. Israel's now open again and has removed all vaccine requirements. Our brand new Buses and Catholic Guide are ready to welcome you. Check out our upcoming pilgrimages to the biblical lands of Israel and Jordan. Pray every mystery of the rosary where it happened and walk in the footprints of Mary and Jesus and let us be your guides. To learn more about your Ave Maria Radio trip, find the Ave Maria Radio travel tab at AveMariaRadio.net. This program is brought to you in part by Charity Mobile, a proud partner of Ave Maria Radio for over 15 years. Charity Mobile is the pro-life cell phone company and has sent nearly $2 million to thousands of pro-life charities. 4G LTE coverage is available nationwide, and 5% of your monthly plan price goes to your favorite pro-life charity. A video introduction is available at CharityMobile.com. Charity Mobile, everyday living, effortless giving. CharityMobile.com. He was a pope, a saint, and a doctor of the church. Matthew Bunsen and the doctors of the church. Pope St. Gregory I the Great is one of only four popes honored as the Great. Among his many achievements was sending missionaries across northern Europe, especially St. Augustine of Canterbury, who brought Christ to the people of England. In a pun, Pope Gregory called the English people angels. He died in 604. For more about the doctors of the church, visit doctorsofthechurch.com. People ask how they can care for older family members who can't fully care for themselves. One answer is Visiting Angels, America's choice in senior home care. Visiting Angels assists adults nationwide with 600 locations to continue living at home and not have to move into a nursing home. Their caregivers provide assistance in hygiene, meals, and light housework. Services are provided up to 24 hours per day, and you can select your caregiver before service begins. More information, including franchise opportunities, is on the web at visitingangels.com. minutes past the hour it's a friday and you know what that means on catholic connection we check in with our president and chief operating officer doug keck and doug i'll tell you what every day it's so interesting this story i don't want to get off track about our programming but i know that uh, ew10 news nightly and uh, so many of our great news outlets will be covering this or already have this situation with my and having that email in his hand a few hours before the press conference and still saying that these border patrol guys on horseback were whipping migrants it's just this is why what we do is so important to get the truth out there yeah absolutely and and it's just another indication of the fact that uh, you know the politicization of the news and not only that he knows it can get away with it but the people who kind of know that what he's saying isn't true uh, in the mainstream media don't say anything about it. it it kind of reminds me of what recently happened uh with an interview that was done by an i believe an nbc reporter with john yes Fetterman. yes and they and they made the mistake of honestly saying you know my, my my interpretation was without the computer he really wasn't following what i was saying when we were talking on the side and and and, and suddenly all these people were oh that's not my experience they're rushing to defend him and protect him and it's it's and it's the mainstream media and you sit there and say that's the trouble we're the world we live in today you know i mean it really is 1984 where people say things that are obviously untrue and everybody swears to it 
Mm-hmm. Well, the thing that's so shocking is they're eating their own, and, and they're going after this reporter not just outside liberal media, but inside. Savannah Guthrie was was attacking her and saying, "Well, wait a minute, that's not what he- we're hearing. Other reporters are saying that he was fine, and 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 you, know, you just misunderstood." I'm paraphrasing what she said, but right. she was going after her own reporter. Of course, it's damage control, and and that's what they have to do because at the end of the day, what matters is protecting the their agenda. own. Right. right, protecting the agenda, and if somebody has to go off, get thrown. You know, remember the old lifeboat thing? We're going to throw you in the lifeboat to take care of the rest of us here. You're going to go in the light. You're going to go into the ocean. Uh, and there's no sense that no, we're all in this together, and it might be tough, but we're all staying together. It's like, nope, you got to go. Uh, you caused this tr- trouble. You got to go. Uh, you're a problem for where we we're trying to head. You got to go into the ocean. And that's the mentality that's out there. And, yeah, I mean, clearly anybody uh, who knew anything about horses, I didn't, but other people I respected recognized right away. And you saw at the same time, it's like you're asking people to do a job, and then when they do the job and people see what the job looks like, they all get upset. It's like uh, police wrestling with some criminal who refuses to get arrested, and, oh, isn't that terrible, the way they're manhandling him. Well, in the old days, when a cop told you, you know, put your hands behind your back and uh, get in the car, that's what you did because uh, you were supposed to do that. Today, people know, hey, I can get away with this. Uh, Somebody will get some YouTube videos. Uh, The police will be afraid that they'll get in trouble. And, uh, you know, uh, and that's not to say that there haven't been bad police officers right, or right. different and times. And there are limits and there are, you know, there's right. excessive force and things like that. Absolutely. A- absolutely. Yeah. Those things happen, but they they happen to a much smaller degree. And, and I don't mean to say anything when some guys, you know, bashing you in the head and, and fighting with all their might and uh, your life is at stake, too. I, I, you know, you've got to do whatever you can to subdue this person. So, yeah, it's just this uh, this, uh, you know, uh, TikTok view of the world. Uh, you know, and then again, the idea of just, you know, he gets up and says it because that's what he needs to say. Because if he doesn't say that, he won't be on the team. And the goal is to stay on the team. It's one thing, though, to be handed uh, an email or a memo right as you're walking into a press conference. You don't have time to look at it or time to affirm what's in there or find out, you know, whatever. But to sit there and to have it hours ahead of time and then to go well, along with this, well, with this you listen, know, agenda. Yeah. We're, we will, we're living in an administration where you have to believe one of two things. Either Joe Biden, our president, is no longer uh, intellectually capable or he's an inveterate teller of tales. In other words, we used to call those lies. Now we have other names, prevarications and other ways of getting around it. But he is constantly making things up or at least stating things that are totally untrue. And he has admitted to being untrue in the past. Uh, so there's, you know, and it gets reported as if, I mean, it was a whole article in the, uh, I think it was the Times or the Post, one of them, w- w- explaining, oh, well, it's just his folksy way of relating to the people. But, you know, and he's telling people things that aren't true. true. He's, he's right. connecting to them at a level that's that's not a reality. It doesn't relate to what his experience has been, whether it's a fire that destroyed his house, no, or that he somehow had some relationship with the Puerto Rican community in in Delaware, not really, uh, or that his son, Bo, uh, heaven forbid, the poor guy died of brain cancer, and mm-hmm. maybe he had some impact from being in Iraq, but he did not die in Iraq. Right. And when you're giving a speech and relating to other veterans who've lost their lives in the line of service directly, uh, to go and throw that in there uh, to connect yourself or make people feel uh, sorry for you uh, seems a bit 
over the top and and we 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 pray for joe biden honestly uh because of uh, of what uh, he's going through because he's obviously not totally in command either that or he's uh, purposely telling untruths so either one of them is not great yeah well that's why we need the outlets that we have and why every morning i go to the register and to take a look at what tracy's covering in ewtn news nightly or catholic news agency because right. it, it allows me to see the reality versus you know fact versus fiction speaking right. of which uh, what's coming up on ewtn well, obviously, we just came uh, with a couple of great events and things from related to Our Lady of Fatima, and of course, we could use her now. And uh, our papal meeting <laughs> with members the of the Communion and Liberation Movement uh, coming up this Saturday uh, with the Holy Father out of Rome. We've got uh, a program on Teresa of Avila, Personality and Prayer, Woman of the Word, coming up with Father Dubay. It's a classic program uh, that's going to air as well on uh, Saturday, which is uh, her feast day. Uh, the 15th, and then uh, our mother, Our Lady of the Pillar, as well, will will air, and that has to do with uh, St. James the Apostle and the Blessed Mother, and uh, and that was in Spain, and that's on October 12th is the feast day, but we're running it on the 15th because of our heavy uh, Fatima schedule. Also, uh, we've got some additional programs in honor of St. John Paul II, Spirit of John Paul II, Stories of His Interior Life, coming up also on Saturday, and divine, next week's uh, multi-part, uh, The Divine Plan Revisited. It's the one really talking about Ronald Reagan and Pope St. John Paul II's uh, working together to defeat uh, the, the then Soviet Union, and that's running all next week, starting on Tuesday. And speaking of uh, people and deception, A Wolf in Sheep's Clothing, the, Paul, <laughs> the Saul Alinsky story. Very nice segue, by the way. Is, Very is well on, done. Is, is on Sunday. Uh, and we've got that again. And if you haven't seen it, you need to see it so you can. Oh, my gosh. It'll, it'll, it'll edify you as to why these people get up and say what they say. And, and do what they do. And attack people and yeah. destroy them personally. Whether it's raiding some poor guy, pro-life guy with the uh, guns drawn at the FBI. Oh. You know. We have people burning down, you know, clinics, and nobody's arrested. Nobody hears boo. Or vandalizing churches. Right. We just had Absolutely. another church in Michigan vandalized. And meanwhile, yeah. all this is going on. So check out EW10.com for all the great programs we've got going on. Yeah, especially Wolf in Sheep's Clothing. I mean, it's so evergreen. It just gives you a whole background on why what's happening is happening and how to deal with it. Doug, thanks so much. Have a great weekend, and we'll talk again next week. We'll be right back. Speaking of facts, Fact Check Friday up next. At first, it was a relief. After it was over, I felt things would be better. It was like this burden was lifted. Then it happened. I had this unbelievable sadness. I just started crying. I regret what I have done. Are you suffering because of a past abortion? If you are, you may feel alone, but you're not. There are people who understand and can help. Call 214 214- 544-CARE or go to racheldallas.org I was so alone. I missed my child. Now it's been years. Years of this. Don't suffer alone. Call 214-544-CARE or go to racheldallas.org 
St. Mary Catholic Parish in Sherman invite all listeners to their Fall Fest on Saturday, October the 22nd from 2 to 10 p.m. on the parish grounds. All are invited to join the St. Mary Parish family to participate in all the fun, including live music, fun games, and, of course, a variety of tasty food options. It's a great way to support this growing parish while having a fun time with friends and family. For more information about the parish or the October 22nd Fall Fest, please visit stmarych.org. That's stmarych.org. Hello, it's Todd Sluter, licensed professional counselor with Epiphany Counseling and sponsor of GRN. I've been blessed to work with many individuals, couples, teens, and families in our diocese, incorporating counseling principles with authentic Catholic values. God wants you to have a greater sense of joy and purpose. If you or someone you know are struggling to find purpose, stuck moving forward with goals in life, or a relationship is not working, you may need to seek a counselor to help regain hope and healing. You may get in touch with me at 469-556-8336. Twenty-eight minutes past the hour. Welcome back, Fact Check Friday. It is a Friday morning, October 14, two thousand and twenty-two. Thanks for listening to the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. And I can't stress enough the importance of sitting down and watching a wolf in sheep's clothing. It is so well done, and it will explain so much of what's going on and how we got to this point in terms of the agendas and the maneuverings. And the way the left approaches many issues and how they're able to grip the emotions and the feelings of people without any reality and get people to believe the opposite of what is actually true. You know, just like the emperor's new clothes. Remember that story, the kid's story growing up where these the two shysters come into town and they convince the emperor uh, of these uh, beautiful linens that they have and they're going to make him you know, the, the best outfit ever. He's going to look like all that in a bag of chips. Well, he's strolling through the streets naked. And then finally a little kid speaks up and says, the emperor's naked. He didn't really have new clothes. But he was able to be convinced by these two guys that, hey, don't I look great? And this is exactly what continues to happen with our culture and and with the media especially. And the media just build all of this up. All they have to do is ask simple questions. Who, what, where, when, why, and how? Just follow up. But they don't. They just take their cues and their talking points and they drum them into the ground. And then they try to say, oh, yeah, well, it was a mistake. Okay, and what do they do? They bury a correction. It's just like years ago when I first started in in the business or when I was in J school over 40 years ago. I started college in 1977 enrolling in the journalism program at Central Michigan University. And they would often talk about the importance, and you can go on the Society of Professional Journalists website where it talks about when you make a mistake, you have to correct it promptly and prominently. But that never happens. And that's also what I was taught. I mean, even in the old days when we used to go to the newspaper every day and there would be a big news story, and if there were a correction, where would that correction be? Three, four pages into the front section. And now you have a situation We're finding more information even after this investigation came out. Remember earlier this year when they released the investigation saying that these agents were not whipping these migrants coming across the border, confirming what the photographer said? Where was the apology? And the media pretty much buried that story as well. So now we know from a FOIA request, FOIA stands for Freedom of Information, that the Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas knew, absolutely knew, he had it in writing hours before a press conference with Joe Biden 
that agents did not whip migrants before repeating false claims. Andrew, roll the short clip. We know that those images painfully conjured up the worst elements of our nation's ongoing battle against systemic racism. A September 24th, 2021 email to Mayorkas from Marcia Espinoza, Assistant Secretary of DHS Public Affairs, highlighted an interview with a photographer who captured agents on horseback trying to corral migrants and block them from entering the U.S. near Del Rio, Texas. The photographer had told an interviewer that he did not witness the agents harming the migrants, but Mayorkas, as you just heard, did not contradict the president's false narratives as he stood next to him at the White House podium. So this it is why it's so, so important. The president that day said to see people treated like they did, horses barely running over, people being strapped, it's outrageous. And then again, the clip from Mallorca's that you just heard, our nation saw horrifying images that do not reflect who we are. We know that these images painfully conjure up the worst elements of our nation, our nation's ongoing battle against systemic racism. I mean, he had a memo from his own top person saying that wasn't reality. Now, just as much as we should blame officials in places of power, we should place a lot of blame on the media. They're supposed to be the watchdogs. They're supposed to go and be a check on the power and ask the questions. They're not even asking the simple questions. So where's the follow-up to this? Pretty much crickets, unless you're looking at, let's say, the New York Post, which tends to lean more conservative, or outlets like ours, or other conservative outlets. And it was the Heritage Foundation, which is a conservative think tank, that spent the time and the money and got their lawyers to put in the freedom of information request and get the memos and the emails. This is why it's so important to go beyond the tweets, to go beyond the headlines, and to think, to actually think. Anybody who's ever been in a crowd situation where you have horses, you can see why different law enforcement agencies use them. They're very powerful. It's very intimidating. It is very good at crowd control. I mean, I've done a number of interviews in my career as a secular reporter with the Michigan State Police or the Detroit Police that had very, very prominent crowd control activities involving you know, the police on horseback, the mounted divisions. But they don't go around whipping people. And that's why the minute I saw this, I'm saying, you know, something's rotten in Denmark. Just like when I saw the video of Nicholas Sandman and everybody and their brother going crazy, accusing this young man of being everything under the sun, especially a racist white boy, a conservative white boy from Kentucky, a racist, and all kinds of other horrible things they were accusing him of. And yet, the truth be known, when we see the full picture and the full video, again, it was the opposite of what was being presented by the media because they took the lead from an activist group versus doing their homework, holding their breath, and saying, wait a minute, we need to look at the big picture here. What really happened? This continues to occur, brothers and sisters, over and over and over again. And there is a definite purpose to it. There is an agenda. The research goes back decades. We've known this for many, 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 many years, that the media leans strongly to the left. But we are to the point now where they are in 
collusion. I mean, this you, you can't deny this in terms of them denying things that have happened. Where is the outrage on the part of the press outside of conservative outlets? We now have in writing an email that the Homeland Security, the head of Homeland Security, had in his hands, in his hands, hours before the press conference with Joe Biden. Not a few minutes, not 20 minutes, not, oh, Mr. Secretary, you need to read this as he's walking in the door, but hours. But you know what? Never let the facts get in the way of a good story or an agenda. Immigration is a crucial issue. Now, in the Catholic Church, it is a prudential matter. We can disagree on how it's supposed to be handled. But if we are to care for the most vulnerable, including the unborn, the poor, the migrants, those in great need, then we need to understand the reality of the situation before we can appropriately address it. The media and particular politicians and administrations are not giving you a reality. They are giving you the emperor's new clothes version of their reality, their truth, which is not truth at all. And woe to us if we don't do our homework and get to the bottom of it. Again, watch a wolf in sheep's clothing. That will help explain a lot of what's going on. And this is your version of Fact Check Friday. So much to talk about, not enough time. Maybe we'll address the other issues with uh, some conservative politicians and the way they're being treated by the media. Maybe we can do that next week. We'll be right back. Join Claritas's Catholic Men's Fellowship on Thursday, November 17th for a whiskey tasting, cured meat, cigars, and guest speaker Brett Atterbury of Heroic Media. Brett will share insights from his new book, Your Pro-Life Bottom Line, which applies basic business principles to the pro-life movement. The event is open to Catholic men aged 18 and older, and space is limited. Register now at claritas.page. That's claritas.page. Victory Investment Strategies is a sponsor of KATH 910 AM. They pray for continued blessings on all who make Catholic Radio possible in North Texas. The unique programming is vital to our daily lives. Victory Investment Strategies is a full-service investment firm owned by Joel and Elizabeth Victory, members of St. Patrick Cathedral in Fort Worth. They offer a variety of products and will customize a plan to fit your individual needs. 866-810-6800. 866-810-6800. Securities offered through LPL Financial Member FINRA SIPC. The Catholic Marketing Network, CMN, invites you to their 2022 Christmas event on December 16th through the 18th at the Hilton Anatole in Dallas. This amazing family Christmas event features inspirational talks from Father Mike Schmitz, Chris Stefanik, family activities including a Christmas pageant, live music, fun games and activities, pictures, story time with St. Nicholas, gift shopping, and more. Register at cmnchristmas.com. Early bird pricing ends October 31st. Use promo code JOY2022. Looking for a career move where you can put your faith into action as you build relationships within your local community? Decided Excellence Catholic Media is one of the fastest growing private media companies in North America. We are seeking media, marketing, and sales professionals who want to join our team to produce exclusive faith-filled magazines that support local businesses. To learn more about Decided Excellence Catholic Media, please visit DecidedExcellence.com. That's DecidedExcellence.com. 
Welcome back, Catholic Connection. Hope you're having a great Friday. EWTN.com and AveMariaRadio.net, the two networks that co-produce this program. I do want to let you know, going into this interview with Brad from Right to Life of Michigan, whom I just saw a few weeks ago at a wonderful pro-life event in Macomb County, Michigan, just north of Detroit, that we do have a brand-new Prop 3 resource page. I've got a ton of people, not only in Michigan and the Midwest, but from across the uh, the country, asking me for information. And so my wonderful team, Gail and Marcy, got together very quickly and actually put this together this morning because there's so many great resources that we have that will really help explain this. And if you know anyone in Michigan or if you just want to do more, we've been hearing from people all over the country who want to help, and we so uh, appreciate that so much I can't even tell you. And even if you just want to join us in prayer, which is numero uno. So it's just TeresaTomio.com slash Prop 3, P-R-O-P number 3, TeresaTomio.com slash Prop 3, and we have 10. I narrowed it down to 10. I mean, there's a gazillion of really good resources, but these are the big ones, and these are the different groups, including Right to Life in Michigan, that are working nonstop around the clock to prevent Prop 3, please God, from being approved on the November 8th ballot. So, Brad, seems like only yesterday we saw you at the uh, big events. Uh, a few yeah. weeks ago, right? So give us yeah. an update, your thoughts. I had Genevieve Marnin, uh, the Right to Life Legislative Director, on my local hour yesterday. But what are you seeing in terms of uh, your travels and what are you hearing around the state? And also well, the feedback that you're getting from the rest of the country regarding Prop 3. Well, uh, you know, we are definitely seeing um, a great interest from people on our side that are uh, getting engaged and helping. Um, I, in fact, I literally just got an email from uh, someone who's been supporting us and donating, like, how else can we help? What else can we do? Um, so, I, I mean, I'm, we're, we're seeing a lot of that activity, uh, and it's across the state people are getting engaged. We're seeing a lot more door-to-door, um, those sorts of things. So I, I think people are, in fact, I even saw, a, I don't know if you saw this, Teresa, but um, there's a large uh, evangelical church uh, called Northridge, um, Yep. And it's over in Plymouth, Michigan. Yep. And and the senior pastor there, Brad Powell, and he said it himself, he's never, ever, ever gotten involved in politics or anything really like this. He never tackled those kinds of things until now. And and he I'm telling you, he came out with one of the boldest statements that I've heard from one of these evangelical pastors, which was wonderful to hear. So we actually played that. I, I found that actually a friend of mine from Our Lady of Good Counsel Parish in Plymouth, Michigan, and by the way, for our uh, out-of-state residents, Plymouth, Michigan is a beautiful suburb in uh, southeastern Michigan. Uh, and actually, Our Lady of Good Counsel is practically across the street from Northridge, and, and you know, there's a lot of things that they do together in terms of Christian uh, efforts. But, yeah, I saw the, the – um, she sent it to me. And she said, this is amazing, watch this sermon. And so the last, like, 12, 14 minutes of this sermon were just off the charts – yeah, no, I mean, it was fabulous. So, I, I mean, that really, it, it's so encouraging to see so many people starting to get engaged uh, in this. But, I, I mean, really, our our biggest thing right now, we're, we're definitely get, we're getting signs out across the state, which is kind of interesting. I don't know if you've noticed this, but I don't even see signs for yes on Prop 3 uh, in my driving around. So I'm, no, not, me I'm not sure what they've got going on with that, but... Um, we're, we've got all kinds of stuff like that getting out the cross. The, uh, the biggest issue we have is making sure we can pay for our media um, because that's very expensive. We've, we've been working at trying to raise $25 million. We've already 
we've actually raised and spent $15 million. Wow. Um, but last week, we actually fell short, and we had to cut back to three markets in Michigan. And and so, and, and frankly, I think our best ad yet is, has been just hitting the air, which focuses on this crazy idea that these people have that you can, as a child, you can sterilize yourself. Um, and, and so you could go get these hormone blockers and your teacher could help you do it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it's just insane what they're pushing, but that's what this ad focuses on is the hormone blockers and the ability for, uh, parents not to even know that it's happening or be told about it. They don't have to provide consent, uh, or even know that it's going on. And and so it's it's kind of a smack in the face, and hopefully wakes a bunch of people up as to how just crazy this thing is. It's just insane. Well, and and you know what's frustrating to me is that some people, and I think I mentioned this to you when we were uh, at the dinner with Janet Morana in Macomb County a few weeks ago, that that some people, even in our own audience, are saying, "Oh, stop saying these things. You sound like an extremist. It's not going to happen." And these are people that I know are actually pro-life and i'm thinking what do you think i'm making this up this is what the lawyers the experts who have been examining this that were very respected you know wonderful lawyers like aaron Mercino, and of course the lawyers from the michigan catholic conference and and these are people who have a reputation at stake and are known for their accuracy uh, and their detailed efforts in terms of researching these kinds of i'm not making this up i'm just sharing the information and i check it out for myself before i put things out there by the way just saying well, it's really not that hard to read this thing and see what it will do. It's uh, uh, if people will take the time to actually go read the text of this amendment, and and that's the other thing. People, you know, a lot of times people don't think about this is a constitutional amendment, so it would make every law conflicting with it unconstitutional. Uh, so I mean, there's tons of laws that this thing will conflict with, and and so it's. I mean, really, it's as insane as insane can get. I, I keep telling people, like, you, you got to understand, I mean, uh, you know, living this life with a little girl that has disability, um, you know, they redefine the point of viability in this bill or in this uh, amendment to say that you wouldn't be considered a viable human being unless you can survive without, quote, extraordinary care, which they don't define. And I just look at people and go, my 13-year-old who's disabled needs extraordinary care even now. And every child is in the NICU, every disabled child needs extraordinary care. So they wouldn't be considered viable human beings even after they're born right. under this amendment. I, I mean, people have got to understand how crazy this is. And what I, one of the things I'm trying to help folks around the country we we started a gibson go campaign trying Mm -hmm. to get friends around the country donating and participating to help us because michigan matters if if they win here in michigan they're not stopping in michigan they're going to go other places this is they understand this they're pouring money across state lines um you know bringing it in from other places so that they can get this passed here i my best way of trying to explain it to people is think about it more like a presidential campaign. Um, you know, the the pro-abortion side cannot lose Michigan in a presidential campaign, or they lose the camp, they lose the election. And and I think this is very much the same sort of situation. If they don't win in Michigan, they're going to be in trouble. So we have a great opportunity. They've actually handed us a great opportunity to mm-hmm. beat them here. 
Um, but we need the help. We need the support to be able to um, get this message out and educate people. All of our polling has shown if we can educate people, right. this thing does not pass. And it doesn't take that long to educate them. I've been talking to so many people, and, and we all have, I'm sure, in, in our own circle of family and friends. And once you explain, you just go. don't even have to talk to them about the overall life issue, which, of course, we want to win people out always, always, always to the pro-life side. But when you just start talking about uh, the issue of parental rights and what women are facing health-wise if this goes through, their eyes bulge out of their heads and like, what? Are you kidding me? Yeah. It's like, no, we're not kidding you. This is what this means. We're talking with Bradley Smith, who is the uh, development coordinator for Right to Life of Michigan. Their overall website is rtl.org. They do have a Give, Send, Go campaign up and running, givesendgo.com slash abortion amendment. And this is particularly for the ads that you have to run on secular outlets, which are so, so important. And we still have yeah. time. We have, what is it, 24? Is it 20? Yeah, 24 days from today, yeah. right? Yeah, no, and, and for us, I mean, that's several million dollars that we need to raise, so we need lots of help. We could use help from all of uh, your listeners across the country and, and, and really help spreading that word to get them to recruit some people, because, yeah, it, look, if they're going to bring money in from out of state, we're going to need to do the same. Right. Um, and in Michigan, if we, like I said, if we can stop it here in Michigan, we're going to make it very difficult for them to start going to other states and trying to do the same thing. So we have to defeat it here, and we need help to do that. And But as I said, we can. We can actually win this. You know, I, it kind of drives me nuts when I hear people that, that think, oh, there's, you know, how are we going to beat this? We, we can. We just got to educate people. And like I said, our polling shows we can do it. Um, well, also, I think we have to forget whom we serve. We serve a, a God of miracles and, and, and a God Absolutely. that hears our prayers, and we should never forget that, regardless of the David and Goliath situation. We saw this so many yeah. years ago with, with Kevorkian and company and the whole euthanasia thing. When the people of faith yep. got together and crossed denominational and faith lines, different faith organizations, different faith movements, they got together and said no. And we won that. And we were way down in those polls, remember? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I think that one started out. Didn't it start out with like 70% approval? Right. Um, and and it flipped it. I think it ended with a, a 30% approval and a 70% against or something like that. So yeah. um, this one, you know, we're, we're, they're starting not nearly as strongly. Um, it's just, like I said, it's a matter of getting people to understand just how insane and how evil this thing is because right. it is it's an attempt to, to radically alter um our state radically alter well and i think to understanding the background here as you mentioned uh brad and by the way we're checking into this morning with bradley smith who's a development coordinator for right to life in michigan i i've known you for years and and barb listing uh, and i go way back she she's just such a warrior i mean she's just incredible and i'm not she's saying that just because right. we went to the same university central michigan uh, <laughs> she's just a great <laughs> she's a great she's a great pro-life warrior but you know it was brad it was uh, yeah and yourself and it was barb and of course it was ed at rivet you guys work so hard over the years, and this is why Michigan has been esteemed in the pro-life movement. So it's, it's, you guys have been so well-respected because of all the measures you've been able to get on the books. And so you're kind of like one of the top states when people think of, okay, what's an example, even though obviously we uh, have legalized abortion, even with Roe v. Wade, this is not just a, continuous, a continuation of Roe v. Wade now that Roe v. Wade's been overturned. But we've been so respected 
across the country. This is why they're coming after us, and this is why they're pouring in money from across the country. Now, we're also looking at really sad situations in Vermont where they've got an amendment coming up in California. But in the sense of our state, getting, getting a Michigan would be just a huge, huge win for them in more ways than one. Well, yes, and we're such a swing state. I mean, you know, you can't look at Vermont and California and say, oh, those are swing states. And, right. And, you know, so that's why I think Michigan is such a big deal for them. Uh, they, like I said, I, I think they see it. They can't lose Michigan, or it's going to really, really hurt them. Uh, and but we, but we we can beat them, and we can make it so that um, so that I think put them on the run and make them start uh, rethinking some of how they're approaching this stuff. Uh-huh. So we just we just need lots of help. Everybody out there, if you can help, it's at gibsongo.com slash abortion amendment. You can see some of our commercials right on there, um, and it's really easy to get through that and share that with other people, too, around the country. Yeah, and Brad, thanks so much for your hard work, and I know this means so much to you personally and on the professional level, but we're also going to be seeing, Deacon Don brought home uh, this morning, he served at Mass, we have a terrific handout, a beautiful brochure that's been put in the bulletins, and it's just gorgeous, Protect Life, Vote No on Prop 3, and it's so well done, and I know you're working in conjunction uh, with the Michigan Catholic Conference to support MIWomenAndChildren.org, and this is just terrific, especially where it says, they say, we say, and how do you respond to these these lies that are out there, that have been put out there, not only by the left, but have just been you know repeated over and over again ad nauseum by the secular media, very simple language to tell people what the reality is. Thank you so much, and we'll continue to talk about this. I know the Michigan Catholic Conference is going to be at the Michigan Catholic Women's Conference tomorrow in Lansing. We'll all be among the speakers. Looking forward to that. And Brad, please give my love to Barb. Tell her to stay strong and to Ed as well. And thank you for all you do. Really appreciate Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Thank you. Appreciate your support. Bradley Smith is a development coordinator of Right to Life of Michigan. Again, rtl.org. You can check out the page, givesendgo.com slash abortion amendment. We've got millions coming in from these pro-abortion groups from around the country, especially Planned Parenthood and others, just throwing money at the state of Michigan because this would be a real coup for them if they can get one of the most pro-life states on record, the Great Lakes State of Michigan, to completely just change everything about the life issues. We'll be right back. CMF Curo is a Catholic health care ministry providing families nationwide with a better solution centered around whole health, spirit, mind, and body. Our members share their medical burdens within a faith-filled community. At CMF Curo, our members have access to a spiritual director, concierge services, and other health and spiritual resources. Find out if CMF Curo is a better solution for your family. Visit MyCatholicHealthCare.com that's MyCatholicHealthCare.com. Do you own popular index mutual funds or ETFs? If so, you're automatically owned shares of companies that conflict with your moral beliefs. Ave Maria mutual funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values. Long-term investors can invest in the no-load Ave Maria mutual funds. The experienced professional portfolio managers make decisions based on investment fundamentals and pro-life values. You can learn more about Ave Maria Mutual Funds today at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com. I'm angry, frustrated. Sound like you? Someone you know? Well, it could be any of us from time to time. But there's different types of anger. It's not so cut and dry. Hi, everybody. I'm Dr. Ray. One thing is for sure, you don't need to suffer with anger frustration. In my book, Living Calm, Mastering Anger and Frustration, you'll learn. Whether your anger is a product of your nature or your nurture, 
and how to regulate those emotions and those thoughts. You can get Living Calm and all my other books at AveMariaRadio.net. People ask how they can care for older family members who can't fully care for themselves. One answer is Visiting Angels, America's choice in senior home care. Visiting Angels assists adults nationwide with 600 locations to continue living at home and not have to move into a nursing home. Their caregivers provide assistance in hygiene, meals, and lighthouse work. Services are provided up to 24 hours per day, and you can select your caregiver before service begins. More information, including franchise opportunities, is on the web at visitingangels.com. Thanks so much for tuning in to the EWTN, Global Catholic Radio Network again. Very, very easy to find the resources that we mentioned. I just decided, and actually uh, so appreciative for Gail and Marcy from the T-Team, for saying, hey, you need to put all of your great resources in one place on your website. So they did, very quickly, teresatomio.com slash prop3. Again, teresatomio.com slash prop3. All about voting no on Proposal 3 in Michigan, and those of you outside the state praying for us and doing whatever else you can to spread the word. Talk to you on a Monday. Ciao, ciao. You've been listening to Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio. Catholic Connection is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Our producer is Andrew Kruchek. For copies of this program or for more information, visit AveMariaRadio.net. That's A-V-E Maria Radio dot net. Thanks for listening and join us next time for another edition of Catholic Connection. A beacon of truth in a troubled world. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network. Radio for your soul. Father James Yamuchi and the parishioners at St. Joseph Parish in Waxahachie invite all KTH 910 AM listeners to join them for their Parish Oktoberfest on Saturday, October 15th on the church grounds. Bring the whole family and enjoy great food and drinks, music, games, a raffle, bingo, a car show, and much more. It's Saturday, October 15th from 10 AM to 8 PM. Parking and entry to the Oktoberfest are free. All proceeds will benefit the St. Joseph Catholic Church Building Fund. Esther Fernandez is a realtor with JP and Associates and a sponsor here on KTH 910 AM. She's a parishioner at Holy Spirit Parish in Duncanville and a supporter and volunteer with the Guadalupe Radio Network. Our real estate market remains strong and interest rates could change. There are first-time buyer programs available for teachers, nurses, police, and firefighters. You can reach Esther by calling 214-845-1753 or by email at estherzfernandez at gmail.com. That's E-S-T-H-E-R-Z Fernandez at gmail.com. Blessed be God, blessed be His holy name, blessed be Jesus Christ, true God and true man, blessed be the name of Jesus, blessed be His most sacred heart, blessed be His most precious blood. Blessed be Jesus in the most holy sacrament of the altar. Blessed be the Holy Spirit of Paraclete. 
Blessed be the great Mother of God, Mary most holy. Blessed be her holy and immaculate conception. Blessed be her glorious assumption. Blessed be the name of Mary, Virgin and Mother. Blessed be Saint Joseph, her most chaste spouse. Blessed be God in his angels and in his saints. Thanks for listening to KATH 910 AM Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth on the Guadalupe Radio Network in North Texas. Catholic Radio for your soul. Heard also at grnonline.com and on your smartphone.